You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Going back to, uh, to what happened um, back in February, and uh, what I'm going to do now is address it, and uh, moving forward, that'll be the last time I talk about this subject, but there was an inquiry, it was uncomfortable, it was unfounded, uh, and it uh, presented an opportunity for people to you know, personally attack me, my family, uh, and also our program, and, and it didn't work. So right now, uh, our focus is on moving forward, and what came out of that inquiry uh, were a lot of positive. There was a silver lining in all of this because what I saw from our players and our coaches was leadership opportunities for them to step up, which is exactly what they did. And you got a chance to see guys uh, provide leadership. You got a chance to see coaches provide leadership. And what it did, it was united our football team. It united our players, united our staff, it united our football team. And so uh, I'm really proud of our guys, and I'm proud of what something like that, um, that could be very challenging and difficult uh, for a lot of people, how our guys stepped up and handled it. 
And we had coaches and players that could have went on and went to different places, avoided all the adversity and the challenges and everything that came with it, and they didn't do that. They're here, uh, they're working extremely hard, and they're doing a fantastic job, in my opinion, to get themselves ready to go for this season. So that'll be the last I talk about that, and there's, there's plenty of interviews on it, so if you want any more information on it, just go Google it. Okay? So... There you have it, Brian Harson addressing the media at SEC Media Days in Atlanta. Welcome to the Jay Barker Show. I'm Max Holter. Jay is uh, still celebrating his 50th birthday. Go. Go party at the beach, Jay. Uh, Lars is off today. Our main man intern, Alex Bauman from UAB, is with us as well. And also, ladies and gentlemen, big round of applause for our uh, in-studio guest uh, and really a very dear friend of mine. Terry Henley, and I would read all of the, I would read your resume, but we only have two hours. Uh, first, uh, I would introduce you as a former model. Thank you. I, li- <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. That would get me a lot of NIL money. I remember today. you telling you went to New York to do some photos. Yeah. We, we could jump right into it. Terry was the um, SEC Player of the Year. Remember the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. He is one of the most popular Auburn Tigers ever, the pride of Oxford, Alabama. That's right. Here, you're looking pretty good, well, man. Hang, We're getting hang, old. Hang, you know that? Well, getting old in Versissies. Let's put it that <laughs> way. You know, I'm telling you, but you got to be tough to get old. You know what uh, makes every bit of it worth it? What is that? Grandchildren. Oh, listen. I, now, I've got one of those. i got Palmer. <laughs> I bet you're not spoiling that child oh, at all. Oh, man, I'm telling you. The, what everybody asks, the number one question everybody wants to know is, what, do, what is that baby going to call you? Well, it's very easy. He's, that Palmer is going to call me Terry. My name is Terry. That's my and name. And that's what your grand. I'd call me Poppy. Uh, I don't want to know P-Paul, Paul, Paul, or anything like you know, that. You just, it has to happen. You just let it happen, well, whatever it ends that's up. That's what everybody it, says. Says the first words out of their mouth. That's what you're going to be called. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give her. I got a box of silver dollars. I'm gonna give her one for every time she calls me something else, and I'm gonna say Terry. You know. <laughs> uh, also, let's welcome to the mic, Alex Bauman. How are you today, Alex? Doing good. You're looking good, man. Of this group, do you feel like you're four? <laughs> Look at him. He's nineteen years old, Terry. God, man, I was looking. I was looking for trouble right then. Uh, no, you weren't looking for it. <laughs> you were the source. He yeah. found me. Hey, also join us on the Jay Barker Show is our dear friend from Bama Central, the one and only Chris Walsh. Chris, it's uh, Matt, Terry, and Alex here in Birmingham. I have no idea where. Where are you? Are you in Atlanta? And welcome to the show. No, no, no. But thank you. Um, I'm 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 home. I was just watching some of uh, Jimbo Fisher is. SEC Media Days is, is wrapping up, obviously, at the College Football Hall of Fame. But, you know, we focused in Alabama. That was two days ago. So it's, uh, we're kind of moving on. Yeah, that, that, that would make perfect sense. Um, I don't know if you've ever had the pleasure of meeting uh, my co-host today, Terry Henley, but I know you've read about him uh, and all of his accomplishments, and not just on the football field but in life. But you two guys say, hey, and then I'll start with Terry. Carson addressing the media, talking about the incident, the offseason. Uh, I thought he handled that perfectly. 
Terry, I know you're a big Auburn guy, but I thought Auburn, Auburn fumbled uh, at the 10, at the 20, at the 30. Brian Harson. all right, let me stop asking the question well, and just let I, you talk. You know, listen, he he said it uh, It didn't work. You know what I mean? It, you were you pay close attention to what he said. He said it didn't work. And whether it be the coup or however how you want to explain it, um, and who instigated it and how it got started and all of those things are, uh, we, you know, he's letting it be know he's not going to leave easy. Okay, so the only thing he's he's got to do is, like he said, move this out of the way. I'm forgetting about this. I got to concentrate on keeping his career and winning football games. That's how he moves on more than anything else is by winning football games. And uh, by winning football games, you need you need players. You got to get out here and recruit. And he's starting to move the needle a little bit on some recruits. And uh, and listen, I, I'm not going to be a hypocrite here because when I first met Harsons, they they called and asked would I come down and speak to him, and I did. And and um, and growing up as a kid in Oxford, Alabama. If somebody looked you in the eye when they were talking to you or you fixing getting a scuffle with them and they look you in the eye and they don't blink one bit and they looking you dead in the eye, you better think twice about walking away from that guy. You know, this guy stood in his office. We stood. We didn't see it. And he never took his eyes off me. He never took his eyes off me. He was very candid with the conversation we had. And... Uh, and I told him when I left, I, I said, look, you're a tough guy. You're a tough guy. I can tell you're a tough guy. And um, and I told Pat Dye this. Pat Dye, you, you can put the backbone back in Auburn. That's what I told him when he came to Auburn. And he did. And, Brian, you can, Auburn needs a backbone put back in them right now. And you can do this. You can do this. And I was sold on him. At that time, so you didn't have a break at the end of last season when he blew the lead in Mississippi State. Well, you know, listen, he, he did he make some coaching moves? You know, you've been playing up there in a league, you've been playing in a league entirely different than this league. You know, it's like racing at BIR and winning ten races, and they congratulate you and hand you the trophy on Saturday night and say, "Get ready tomorrow, you're going to race at Talladega." Okay, I mean, that's what you you basically where he came from and where he is today. Um, It's a lot different. I mean, it's a faster game. It's a bigger game and everything like that. I think he's got to get, you know, a 6'3", 222-pound recruit as a defensive end is a great kicker at Auburn. Okay, (laughs) I mean, you got to go get you. You got to go get you some. Doggone players, period. You know? Yeah. So. Absolutely. And and yeah. right now, that seems to be, to me, where he's, I don't want to say failing, where he has to make gains. Because every coach I've ever known said, players win games. Hey, listen. Let's, let's just look at Saban. Let's take Saban. You don't want to look at Saban. What did he go win? Seven ball games his first year? Uh, yeah, he lost to La Monroe. Yeah. Yeah, one seven ball game. Let's take Billy and April down to Florida. Look how he struggled to recruit this year. Okay. Yeah. I mean, great, these are great points. You know, you've got to get 
your system, your program, your recruiters, the philosophy that you're selling these high school coaches and players and things, you got to get them on your team. And, and it just takes a while to do that. Chris Walsh from Bama Central is also on with us. Uh, Chris, your thoughts uh, and a note, it's Sports Illustrated at the University of Alabama. We know what you cover, but obviously observe and listen. What else is going on in the SEC? What are your thoughts on Harson and, and his comments concerning the offseason incident? Uh, you know, it, it, to use a bad pun, especially being, you know, someone who covers Alabama, he, he had to deal with the elephant in the room. He was up front. He got it out of the way, and that was it. And I wish a lot more coaches and people would, would do that and learn from it because the more you don't do that, the more it festers into something that's bigger. Um, and, and we've seen that over and over again. So I, I, in that respect, I thought it was a very smart move. But I got to say, as a whole, my general take from SEC Media Days, and this is going to be something I'm going to have on the website uh, in about an hour, um, it, it's been pretty boring, <laughs> to be honest. It's, there's been little news. Most of the news has been away from, from the Media Day events. It's it's about hype. It's about selling the programs to recruits. It's not about news. It's not about media anymore. Um, honestly, they could have held this without a single reporter there. So that's just the way that I feel. It, it, that and that's what it's become. And it's really a shame. It's uh, a made-for-TV event. Mm-hmm. It's nothing like the Skyriders, which uh, gee whiz, what a blast that was! Oh. Uh, Let's take a break. Chris Walsh is with us. Alex is in the studio along with Terry Henley. And when we get back, as Chris said, uh, SEC media days, except for a couple of spikes, have been kind of ho-hum. Except for Will Levis and Mayonnaise. We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A good chance of developing showers and strong thunderstorms across West Alabama through the evening hours. The high today, 94. Tonight's low, 72. Hot again tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny with only isolated storms around. The high also, 94. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 91 degrees in Tuscaloosa. vacationing Lawrence as well meanwhile uh alex bauman our uab broadcast student slash intern you know what alex you're past intern we're just going to call you alex is that okay you've earned the right to drop the internship from this program on your program alex how are you today i'm doing good 
Uh, give me some thoughts on Auburn and and Brian Harson and you know his addressing media days. I think he handled, handled it pretty well. I think the inquiry into his job and everything was just a reason for Auburn to try to find a way to fire him without having to pay his contract and buy him out. But I think he handled it pretty well, and I think people need to be uh, using that as like a roadmap to how to handle situations similar to that in the future around the country. Terry, when you talk to your buddies, you ever get that thing? Oh, no. It's Auburn. Well, I mean, you get that from several of them. You do. I mean, you get it from the public. You get it from ex-players. You know, you get some of it. But when you boil it all down to when you ask the the Auburn people, the real Auburn people, you know what I mean? Winning's the only thing they're caring about. Winning's the only thing they're caring about. And 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 and, and they're they're starving for it. They're starving for it. And and Harson I mean, he can go a long way. He comes out of this out of this year winning eight and nine games with the schedule he's got lined up. And I'm going to tell you right here on this show right now, he will beat Penn State the third ball game. You can, you can go ahead and bet your house and, you know, your 69 Volkswagen or whatever, you know, because Auburn will beat Penn State in Auburn, you know, no question. When that opening point spread came out here a few weeks ago at one point Penn State favored, that tells Auburn. what a sucker bet that is. And you better believe that Auburn will wear them out. Chris, I've known Terry for probably 40 years now. Um, there isn't anything you can ask him that he won't answer. You got <laughs> Based on his conversation so far, do you have a question for him? Sure. In fact, it, uh, this is the, the question I've been asking to everybody because um, I really don't know the answer. Who, for me, the biggest question going in the SEC West this season is not who's going to be at the top, who's going to be at the bottom, because somebody's got to finish last. You know, Mississippi State's got 17 guys returning, plus you know a, a pretty good quarterback. Uh, Ole Miss, Arkansas, you know, people are picking all these teams to finish anywhere between third and seventh. Who do, who do you like to be at the bottom? I know one team it's not. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't, I do not believe that Auburn is going to be at the bottom, no matter what anybody tells me. the 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 biggest thing Auburn is liking was Gus. Gus put Auburn in a terrible, terrible situation. I, I listen. I don't mind saying it right here. I was not a fan of Gus. I didn't want to hire Gus. Although I don't hire and fire football coaches. I did, didn't want to hire Gus Malzahn. And, and, and for these reasons that you're looking at right now, Chiswick, even with, with, um, with Malzahn, he had to hold him back or Gus would have gone out and signed 20 wide receivers. And you can't do that. You gotta, you gotta have percentages. You gotta have five linemen. You got, and then when you don't sign and recruit and sign, but one offensive lineman, in your last three years at Auburn, one that he recruited and signed, you're in bad shape, okay, in this league. And with that being said, I think it started with him, and then it's just kind of been a snowball downhill. So it's going to take you a while to get linemen because you've got to sign five every year. 
You sign five every year. The reason you sign five every year is y'all all know you're going to have two of them get homesick. You're going to have one of them get hurt. One of them's going to be a second teamer, and you're going to have a starter. Okay? That's what you're going to get. I mean, you can go through the ambles of time, and that's how it all works out. Terry, uh, let me jump right onto the field. You know a lot of people. We want the inside scoop because you have it. Who's going to start at quarterback? Well, I, I have no idea. But I, but I would think. No, you're just like every other member of the media. I would think the Texas A&M boy is going to start. And, uh, you know, he's he's been in big games before. He, that's that's the reason he's going to start. I mean, it's like Coach Jordan told me, you know, when I told him I need to be starting in front of Mickey Zofko. I was better than Mickey Zofko. I felt like I was a lot better than Mickey Zofko as a, my sophomore year, and I need to be starting. And Coach Jordan said, Terry, you are better than Mickey. You are better than Mickey. And when we put you in the game, we know something exciting is fixing to happen. We just don't know if it's for our team or the other team. <laughs> you know, we don't know if you're going to run 50 yards backwards, 50 yards sideways, whatever. But it's going to be exciting, you know. We're not even sure you know all the plays. But he said, now, what else can I do for you? I said, we answered it all in that one statement. So, anyway, but, you know, you got to – this young man is, is played at, in the big leagues already. He beat Alabama. Um, you know, uh, had a lot to do with it. Uh, he's got a great arm. He's got big size. Now, can Auburn keep him upright, and can Auburn have some wide receivers that can catch the ball? Hey, Alex, what a, you know, if uh, step into the shoes. You know, um, Antonio Langham, who comes by the studio from time to time, uh, he's in his summer absence right now. He said, "Watch out for Robbie Ashford, ah. the quarterback out of Hoover." Ah. You know, Auburn and uh, Oregon swap quarterback. I thought that was pretty yeah. Interesting. Uh, but y- y- you know, it's not going to be Ashford. Well, let me tell you about swapping quarterbacks. Do you know? <laughs> do you know where Bo Nix rated in the? In the uh, scoring on quarterbacks last year, eleventh. Uh, Let me help you out. Do you know where the boy from Texas A&M rated last uh, year? Twelfth. Same. Twelfth. Okay. So people are looking at that, but you got to look how much this boy was hurt. I mean, this boy plays hurt the whole time at Texas A&M. They couldn't keep him up straight either. So we. Hopefully, hopefully some th- things are fixing to change. All right, as uh, we load up for our bottom of the hour break, uh, we're going to lighten the mood just a little bit. Who in the hell would put mayonnaise in their coffee? Chris, did you read that this morning that uh, Kentucky quarterback Will Levis squeezes mayonnaise in his black coffee? Uh, I saw it. Uh, I, I actually saw him do it. Um, yeah. I'm still having a problem with it. I'll just put it that way. Uh, I, I don't know what he's thinking. And I, some, I'm i someone who came to coffee kind of late in life, even though I lived a good part of my life in cold, cold places. Um, but now I'm kind of a coffee snob. I don't, I, why would you do that? It just it doesn't make sense to me. 
Well, I don't drink coffee, but that's about like as bad as my wife liking a bologna fried sandwich. Your I wife. Care, I could care less. Carpaccio. Carpaccio, whatever that stuff is. Shaved beef. You're, I don't eat that either. I don't either. I don't eat potted but meat. You know, but you don't drink potted your, meat. You don't. God, I, uh, I would. I you mean, we used to use that to catfish with. I mean, God, I'm not eating that stuff. You know, I, I just did kind of a quick thought. How does she put up with you? I mean, you're as country as a bumpkin. Because I don't. I don't. Because I, I let her keep her credit card. You know, she, she worn the numbers off this one this year. Well, I told her the other day. I said, if I divorced you, Lisa, there's not a judge in this country that would make me pay you what you get charged every month on that credit card. So you'd save money. You, you know what she said? Do you want to try it? <laughs> I changed my mind. <laughs> oh, she's a sweetheart. Terry Henley is in the studio along with Alex Bauman, and uh, online with us is. Uh, Bama Central's Chris Walsh. Chris, as we go to this break, let's fade out. You tell us how people can follow you and your fine staff. Sorry about that. Um, Bama Central, we're your Sports Illustrated home for all things Crimson Tide. Um, also on Twitter, at Bama Central, Insta- um, Instagram. Uh, we're, we're growing as fast as we can with all the social medias. <laughs> oh, God. And it's it's hard to keep up with that, much less pass it. You're listening mm-hmm. to the Jay Barker Show. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. 
Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. I'm glad to be here. Uh, before I get started, I do want to recognize someone that was uh, a large part of Auburn history and Auburn football. And uh, I've got a privilege to hear some of the stories here, but Buddy Davidson. Uh, who passed away on Tuesday at the age of 82. Uh, Many called him Mr. Auburn, um, and his lifelong devotion to Auburn is uh, second to none. He came to Auburn as a student manager, uh, as a freshman from Montgomery, uh, was part of the 1957 National Championship season, uh, became the SID after graduating, and uh, also then for did that for 20 years. In 1981, became an AD, assistant AD, handling football and travel, other special projects and retired in 2007 Uh, but he saw this is what was uh, fascinating to me he saw every game home and away for 61 years so 1957 to 2017 and he stopped his streak at 700 games uh, before as he uh, suffered a stroke in 2014 uh, that limited limited his uh, mobility and speech so uh, anyhow to his family our condolences uh, and thank you for the support and War Eagle When many think of Auburn, they think of Buddy. He was Auburn through and through. Fine man and contributions to Auburn University, not just to football, are uh, well documented. And, of course, he passed away this week, and we're saddened by that. Chris, I don't know if you knew him or not, but one thing 
we deal with in the media are sports information directors. And I'll be quite honest with you. I don't think there's a gray area. You're either good or you're not. Uh, so you understand a role a guy like Buddy Davidson can have with an Auburn or a, you know, an Oregon or a Texas A&M. It's critical to act as the uh, kind of the liaison between coaches, players, and the media. Oh, yeah, big time. Um, and, you know, I, I, <laughs> I, I've been around these parts since 2004. And when I got to Tuscaloosa, Auburn probably had the best relationship with its media of anyone in the SEC. They treated everyone very well. Um, and it was really, it was kind of eye-opening to me, uh, to see how good and, um, how good they were. And yeah, it's, it's, I met Buddy a few times, but, um, it, it's, it's definitely changed and it's Auburn is now, now not one of the, the, you know, a lot of the media, it's not their favorite place to go anymore. Um, and you know, a lot of that has to do with stuff that's away from the field, like where they park, the food they give them, um, you know, just trying to help, you know, reporters get players and so forth. Auburn used to be absolutely outstanding in that respect. And that was all about Buddy. And then, man, who followed him up but David Housel? Yeah. I mean, Buddy Davidson, yeah, he doesn't get any better. Uh, uh, I, w- I went by to see him several times with his um, after he had his stroke, and uh, – it just broke my heart. I, I have finally had to quit going by and seeing him because it was so emotional for me to, to sit there and talk to him. You know, it was it was tough. But, you know, I'll never forget this as long as I ever live. I mean, and this, I don't mean to talk about myself in any way, but this is a great story I want to t- hit you with. Of course, since 1972, which will be 50 years this year, they're celebrating the 72 Amazing. team. We're... We're we got to play the opening game in Jackson, Mississippi against Mississippi State, who has a good football team. We're picked to win one ball game all year. We're a ten or twelve point underdog to them. Don't have a quarterback. Only return six starters, and we go over to Jack over to Jackson, and we beat these people fourteen to three. And I ran the ball 34 times. We only snapped it 43. So <laughs> you can imagine what what it was like. So and we played them at night. So when we got finished with the game, we uh, got finished with the game. Of course, we loaded up to go to the airport, you know, to come home. And I'm sitting in the concourse there at the airport. And next thing I see is Buddy Davidson running through the door. And he comes over and he grabs me and he hugs me and he he said, if you can do that every week, if you can do that every week, I'm going to make a star out of you. I said, well, buddy, I thought I already was a star. (laughs) He said, well, I'm going to make a brighter one out of you, you know, and and he said, he said, there's going to be people going to have a hard time beating us with, uh, with an offense like that. And. You know, he was so excited. <laughs> and, because first of all, he had, had anybody run the ball 34 times in a long time. So, you know, what a great guy. What a wonderful person. Oh, 
he served in so many different capacities at Auburn, too. Oh. Uh, Suge kind of hired him, whatever, uh, yeah. brought him on board in November of 57. Manager. Yeah, but he was like the assistant to the assistant to the assistant yeah. manager. Yeah. He was the guy that cleaned off the benches when you yeah. left uh, in the locker room. He will be missed. Hey, Chris, you said you actually met him a couple of times. Do you, do you have anything that uh, sticks out as far as the conversation you two might have had? I wish I had a good story, um, um, but I, I, I just I really don't want to be down. I'd have to probably sit here and think about uh, it for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, hey, Chris, let me, let me tell you, Steve Spratberry, uh, who was offensive tackle with Alabama right. in the 70s and uh, from Silicaga down here, uh, he has his signing class uh, come to his lake house, which his lake house is around the corner from behind that Lake Martin. And uh, and he every year, he's had this for years and years, his signing class. And all of them come in there, and some of them not in his signing class, but they still come to, to just gather. And I'm the only Auburn person he invites to this thing. Yeah, I'm the he only told one. me about that. Yeah, and... And when they get ready to make the group picture, they make me make the picture. They won't let me in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you've seen the you've seen the cartoon where they they make picture of the Alabama uh, school kids, and then the Auburn school kid is just one. Of them. <laughs> well, that's what that's they do cute. to me. I, I make the picture, and then they say, "We well, get you a chair, and we make a picture of you now." So, <laughs> oh, uh, oh, we have a great time. Together. I got to know Spray. Uh, Real well when I was uh, working down in the Silicon area, and uh, what a great guy! And he was instrumental in Coach Bryant's move to the wishbone. Oh, I that. mean, those linemen were what five yeah. eleven, yeah, uh, one two hundred. They had to be quick. They didn't have to be big like you, you know, the Andre Smiths of the world. Yeah, but you had John Hanna and Jim Cross. Yeah, they I mean, didn't. They didn't hurt. Oh you know, God, that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad to have that man. I mean, John Hanna, listen, I, I played high school football against two of the greatest Alabama players in the history, and that's John Hanna and that's John Crowell, okay? Now, John played at Gadsden, and, and uh, I mean, uh, John Crowell played at Gadsden, John Hanna played at Albertville, and uh, and it, I often said, you know, every time John, every time John Crowell would sling me to the ground, and I'd be getting up off the ground. He'd pat me on the back and he'd say, "Jesus loves you." And, <laughs> and I remember when I got to when I got to college, you know, and the Alabama offer gave me slunk me out of bounds one time, and I, he patted me on the rear and told me Jesus loves me. And I went back to the huddle and I told the guys in the huddle, I said, "You know, that crazy fool keeps doing that and telling me this." If Jesus loves me that much, why did he put this guy on this earth to put that kind of pain on me? <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, and, uh, and he could have gone to the NFL. He's turned been a first-round pick. Turned, it, turned uh, it down. Turned it down to help kids serve, serve his Lord. Yep. Uh, what a wonderful, wonderful man. Hey, when we get back, Terry, I'm going to get you to tell me maybe my favorite Henley story. Oh, uh, Golly, I got a few. But uh, about 17, 16, punt, bama, punt. Okay. And all right, I know a lot of people listening in Tuscaloosa on Tide, and I appreciate that. This is not a uh, huge win-win-win story for Auburn. 
just a great story all the way around. You will want to stay tuned. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A good chance of developing showers and strong thunderstorms across West Alabama through the evening hours. The high today, 94. Tonight's low, 72. Hot again tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny with only isolated storms around. The high also, 94. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 91 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Parker show. Jay turned 50 yesterday. What a young un. Uh, so he's enjoying his time with family and friends down at the beach. And uh, Terry Henley is here. Oh, by the way, uh, Lars is off uh, the last two days of this week, too. So, they, you know, Terry, I'm going to kind of pat myself on the back. You know what I said? You're going to be all right by yourself. I've only been doing this 50 years. Well, listen. They may be looking for another job. They may be looking for a job when they come back. Uh, I tell you what, Alex is flying. Uh, make no mistake about it. I, I'm not hosting the show. It's actually Alex Bauman. But Terry Henley's in the studio. Alex is with us, and also Chris Walsh from Bama Central as well. Uh, t- Terry literally carried the ball through this great uh, story uh, in the uh, 1972 Alabama Auburn game. Well. I, I had a little habit of, when I ran, uh, I made this little sound like a Varun motor. You know, you know these Varun motors that used to fit on bicycles and tricycles and everything. And, uh, and uh, boy, I'd, boom, you know, boom. <laughs> well, that was me trying to get out of the backfield because I kept <laughs> running in this wall at, in Alabama. I mean, you know, we of course we won the game, the seventeen sixteen game, and uh, it wasn't because of the offense because I think we only had seventy eight yards total. total. But I will tell you this: Alabama, Alabama threw four passes, four passes. Uh, we caught three of them. We caught three of them. Uh. He he completed one pass. But can I tell you something? Randy Walls did the same thing. He threw six and only completed one. And uh, and but we Terry Davis, I believe, was the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and we He's called the first operator he, of the wishbone. Yeah, he threw he threw four passes and we intercepted three of them. You know, so you know it wasn't necessarily the offense that won the game as much as the defense did. You know. Well, and I forget you've told me many times your kicker. He had a big-time 
Auburn kicker hit, oh, hit the field Jett. goal. Gardner Jett. Jett. Gardner Jett. And the point after. Gardner Jett. Uh, I mean, here we're late in the ball game, nine minutes to go or so, and here we're on about the 31, 32-yard line, and Coach Sheridan asked Gardner Jett, you know, can he, can he kick that field goal? And Gardner looks at Coach Sheridan. I'm standing there and said, just give me the ball. I'll get the first down. Coach Sheridan put his finger up to his lips, meaning for me to shut up. And, and – uh, <laughs> And Gardner Jett standing there, all five two, one hundred and twenty <laughs> pounds of him, and and uh, he said, "Gardner, can you kick it?" And Gardner said, "Well, I don't know, Coach. I ain't never kicked one that far before." <laughs> so and, he doesn't. And it was from the hash mark. It was from the hash mark. It yeah. was from the our hash mark on this side. And and he said he looked at Gardner and he said, "Well, Gardner, I'm gonna ask you again. Can you kick that field goal?" And Gardner said, "Yes, sir." And he goes in there and drills it right through the middle and the longest field goal he ever kicked. That wow. put us on the scoreboard. Hey, Chris, uh, I got an idea somewhere your age. Do you remember the uh, 1972 Auburn season? I know you've read about it, and particularly the punt-bama punt game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't living in the South at the time, so I did not watch it. Uh, as it happened, but yeah, oh yeah, I'm familiar. Well, it wasn't on uh, TV. Wasn't on TV. No, and don't get too excited about it now because it was a great game. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> I can remember. I, I can remember even then. After at that time, one, two, three, four national championships. Yeah, Alabama fans wanted to fire Coach Bryant. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, <laughs> you can't it, lock. That Newton fella, and you can't keep. Yeah. Was it Langner? Langner. Yeah. You know the thing about it, the ball. What really amazed me more than anything was whether or not Bill blocked it. The way the ball bounced on that asteroid, it took two hops, and David Langner catches it on a dead yeah. run. He never even breaks stride. It's just like handing a baton on a four forty relay. I mean, he just <laughs> scoops it up and. Yeah. Off he, hey, he didn't even have to bend over. And there's not much difference when you watch one, the first one to the second one. You know who made the biggest play in the ball game? Uh, the biggest play. The in biggest the ball. play in the ball game was a catch by Thomas Gossett. I don't know. No, uh, no, how about the, Alvin Bressler? The biggest play. Alvin was already graduated. The biggest play. The biggest play in the ball game was Roger Mitchell, a walk-on player from Eufaula, Alabama who blocked the first extra point. He blocked the first extra point. And not only did he block that extra point, when Sullivan won the Heisman when we played Georgia and they were undefeated, we were undefeated and played them in Athens there, and we had them 21 to nothing before they come storming back, and they scored to make it 20-21. And uh, guess who blocks the extra point? He blocked that, that one, too. He blocked that one, too. And then, of course, the next play, Sullivan hits busy on an 80-yard bomb, and then we go on to beat them 35-20. But it took the air out of their sail when Gar- when when Roger Mitchell. I mean, I mean Roger Mitchell was maybe 5'7", 5'7", but he could jump. Man, he, he was obviously a, he was a jumper. And... And just had this explosion off the line, and he blocked both of those little people. Don't realize what, and he was a walk-on player. Walk-on, you, you fall, fall Alabama. Man, that's a pretty little town. Yeah.
I mean, big time bastards. Uh, hey, uh, we are just blown through the first hour. Uh, next hour, oh, I, I know this is the Jay Barker show. We talk a lot of Alabama. Uh, certainly, Chris Walsh is king of Alabama sports coverage over there in Tuscaloosa. Uh, but we're going to talk a little bit about Alabama uh, and media days because uh, Chris was over there just a couple of days ago. And, and here, here is your, by the way, uh, I'm going to let you know right now, Chris, so you've got about five minutes to prepare. You have to come up with something from media days concerning Alabama that we have not heard before. I think you're capable. You are the guy that can do that because we have we have chewed this cabbage so many times. Um, also, Herbie Smart. Wow. What a deal he got from UGA. Ten years, $112.5 million. He's the highest paid coach in all of college football. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialist at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces of all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over, and man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 
800-242-6269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. It's delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. 
He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Hey, welcome to the Jay Barker Show without Jay and without his longtime co-host, Lars Anderson. Uh, they are both out and about. Jay just celebrated his 50th birthday and talking about this yesterday and not really sure told anybody he was going to turn the big 5-0, uh, which is nothing to shame. Uh, I am much older than that, and I wish I... Were fifty and, and uh, looked and was as fit as Jay Barker, but anyway, Alex Bauman is in the studio. Terry Henley as well, and also joining us via phone from the Capstone is Chris Walsh. Chris, you've been watching and listening all of the SEC media days, and uh, I really hadn't looked here in a minute. Are we done? Are they over? What a dumb question for a member of the media to ask. Of course, I'm not there. But, uh, Chris, did anything, particularly with Alabama, so, did, did you learn anything this week from Alabama? Just to be honest with you. Um, a little bit. Not not too much. And and we'll, we'll start off with, with this. The giant infomercial known as SEC Media Days is officially done, and SEC Network has, has signed off. They are now doing a... Uh, a Georgia program. Um, some, I don't know. Let's assume it has something to do with winning the national championship. Um, Alabama, what did I learn? Um, really only a couple things. Uh, the, very excited about Gibbs, the running back, uh, the Georgia Tech transfer. And everyone was raving about him. That, that kind of stood out to me a little bit. Um, he's as good as advertised, basically, is what it boils down to. Uh, the other thing that really jumped out to me was you never hear Saban really kind of single out assistant coaches, and he really did it twice with their new defensive backs coach and the new offensive line coach. And I've been hearing a lot of good things about the offensive line where you know everyone's been like, well, that's the big question mark kind of thing. I don't think it's going to be much of a question mark. I, I think it, the, the, really the... The question was, how is it going to sort out? They've got they've got players. It, it's just to me, it was all about finding the right tackle. And from what I'm hearing, it sounds like they found the right tackle. In whom? Oh, we've had that on the site. Uh, we know. Um, no. Uh, is Steen going to play left? Uh, we believe Steen's going to play left. Yes, um, and yeah. it just seems. Uh, it, his natural position, the way it's going to uh, kind of play out, um, it, and that he's looking um, really good. Uh, he's he's got that ability that you know to, to take that kind of step back and pick, pick up the pass rush um, pretty uh, you know really effectively. So uh, it, it, he's he's going to be fine there. 
Terry, have you had a chance to watch much of this Georgia Tech running back transfer for to Alabama and Gibbs? I saw the little clips on the you know, on the internet. He can romp, stomp it. Oh, I mean, he can tote the mail, baby. Do you remind you of you? Uh, he's a little slower than I was. <laughs> a little slower than me. <laughs> Seriously. Oh. He, what was and, your best and, sport? And the thing about it, the thing about it, you know, all these people, you know, you see these old football players, they're all beat up and everything like that. And, you know, if they had run out of bounds like me, they wouldn't be like that. You know, you run out of bounds. You know, they did. we didn't have that hook slide. So you were no Earl Campbell. No. <laughs> no. I, I learned at an early age, when you were running the football, you ran away from them. You ran away <laughs> from them. You <laughs> <laughs> they you know won. what? It got you in the Hall of Fame. Well, it did. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, let's. And you've not met Chris, but Chris is. Uh, I, I would say, aren't you kind of like my size? Probably a little trimmer. But if we lined up Alex, Terry, Matt, and Chris for forty, would you still beat us? Are you? Are you? You really asking? You want me to answer that? You should see the expression on this to, man's do I have face. To tell you the answer of that. <laughs> of course, he could beat us backwards, right? I could I, listen? I'd outrun y'all sideways. What was your best forty time, Terry? Faster than the guy chasing. Okay, me. that's it. What's the old joke? I don't have to run faster than the bear. Right. I just have to run faster than you. That's exactly right. Uh, <laughs> faster than. Let, let's put it this way. I don't. I don't ever remember anybody catching me if I got loose. So, oh. <laughs> hey, Chris. I'll uh, tell you. It, but listen, I could. I'll, I'll just put a point, point blank. Of course, Terry Beasley could run, outrun half the cars in the parking lot. Okay, <laughs> so there wasn't no outrunning Terry Beasley. You know, who was in the backfield with you, James Owens? Oh God, we don't have enough time to talk about him. Yeah, James Owens, and then, and then um, uh, Rusty Fuller. James Owens is Rusty oh, yeah. Fuller. Yeah, yep. they'd they'd alternate back and forth, but James was the main one. Hey, it's open mic here, gentlemen. Chris or Alex, you got a question or a comment? Uh, Alex, let, let, go, go let, ahead. Let me tell you, it, uh, it Sprayberries, it Sprayberries uh, party. Kurt McMahon is always there. And we have the best time laughing and telling jokes and things with him. I mean, what a class. He's a Buddy Davidson clone. He is like that. I mean, uh, what a personal great guy. You know. And it, it, I'm really glad you brought him up. Brian because first started. I, I'm really glad that you brought him up because I was going to ask about that because Kurt tells me about that party every single year and, and how he gets to go and how much fun he has and just being around everyone and, and so forth. And I, I actually, I had that, that momentary pause. I was like, geez, he's talking about the, you know, the same thing, right? Yeah. So, um, Kurt yeah. is, he's a legend. I mean, it's just, I can't, uh, you know, come up with a better word for it. And, um, not only have I worked alongside Kirk, but, um, I've worked closely with him in the Alabama sports writers association. And he's, he's our guy. I mean, there's just no better way to describe it. Well, you need you need to put it on your agenda to come come to the thing next year because 
listen, we have a great time, and we won't make too much fun of you. I mean, you know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I can hey, take Chris, it. <laughs> the, truth be told, they don't let guys like us, you and me, maybe Alex, they don't let us on uh, Lake Martin. Oh, y'all are welcome. You just go have to trade your dress code a little bit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I would wear be sitting. Well, you, to... Go ahead, Chris. I was going to say I would just be sitting in the corner, just listening in awe and enjoying everything, just lapping it all up. That's that's exactly the kind of thing. I, that's exactly the kind of thing I love to do, and it's just we don't get to do that enough in, in the, anymore in this profession. Chris, let me tell you this: that listen, I was born an Auburn guy, and I'm going to die an Auburn guy. Yeah, I mean, there's no question about it. Everybody knows, you know, how it is with me. Uh, but those guys that I played against, whether it be at LSU or Alabama or wherever in college, that that I respected every one of them. You know what I mean? I respect. And and these guys are friends of mine. I mean, I mean like John Hanna, like I said, we, we grew up together. Of course, I was at New England Patriots for a little while, too, a short time. And uh, and so we kind of grew up. But what a great time we have when we get together. It's it's not, you know, oh, he's Auburn, or oh, he's Alabama. It's just friendship. That's all it is. You know, Terry, for years. Uh, yeah. Uh, for years, I have always said, and I still do, that nobody understands, gets, and handles the rivalry of Alabama-Auburn better, more class and dignity than the players. Have you ever seen a fight in Auburn-Alabama uh, game? Exactly. Never. I mean, personal fouls Never. are rare, if ever. Yep. Um, and um, to me, that is that is way up there on the list of why it's one of the it's the greatest rivalry uh, on the planet. Yeah, to be honest with you, because because it used to be that so many of you, you know, I went to Oxford. Somebody else could have went to Talladega, and yeah. they, and now you played against so they're at Alabama and I'm at Auburn, and and it's just you you knew them, you knew the the makeup of their team, they knew the makeup of ours, you know, and. Doggone it! Uh, yeah, I just I was very honored to be able to play in that game. I certainly was. You know what? I was honored to cover it because yeah. it was so cool. And I I can remember walking. I would take a moment before that game and walk on the field. I'm not in the press box. Yeah, just to feel it. And, and, the band. Oh, and, and and the crowd and the students. Uh, the Tide and Tiger, right across. The yeah, street. you're you're a bless you're 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 a blessed person to have got a chance to play in that game. I mean, you really are. And and uh, you know, I, I think about uh, it, you know all the the teams that I went and tried to play for. Every time I would go to training camp, when I'd walk into training camp and they th- find out I was from Auburn. The first thing they would ask me, tell me what it's like to play in that game. Now, they may have been Mm -hmm. in Boston or someplace like that. Tell me what it's like to play in that game, a stadium half and a half. You know, what was it like to play in that game? And I said, like no other. And it still is. It still is. There's nothing to compare with. Tell me a game that compares with that game besides Boston and New York playing in the World Series. Tell me a game that compares to it. I can't. I the only the only uh, one I can what? come up with 
The only one I can come up with is Army Navy. Well, Army Navy is good, yeah. but it, it doesn't have the athletes and the flair that this there one you go. does. Uh, no, but it has it has the respect. It does. Oh, there's no question about that. Oh, and the passion? Yeah. I got that Ooh. on my bucket list to go this next year. What? what are, give me another one on your bucket list because I would figure your bucket's pretty full. Well, I'm on Route 66. I'm going to go Route 66. I got an antique car, and I'm going to drive it all the way Route 66 down Highway 101 and come back through New Mexico, Texas, and on the lower side. You need a navigator? You don't ride. You don't I, ride. I would do it. I'm, I'm, Terry, don't ask me. Would you? You better be serious because I would do it. Well, we may do that and I let wanna, you put it on the podcast or something. And we'll do the show on the road all the way. You want to do it? Be careful what you ask. Hey, I'll show you the car. I'll show you the car getting ready for it. I want it. When we get back, I want to find out the car because I remember the lime green uh, station, station wagon, wagon you had with yeah. Texas Longhorns on the, yeah. on the hood. Yeah. Yeah. That's not it, right? No, we're uh, not going in that. I, I'm going to take a guess. When we get back, what is Terry's car of the day? You're listening to The Jay Barker Show. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A good chance of developing showers and strong thunderstorms across West Alabama through the evening hours. The high today, 94. Tonight's low, 72. Hot again tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny with only isolated storms around. The high also, 94. I'm James Spann of the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 94 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Too fast to prepare for this. Tripping in the world could be dangerous. Everybody circling his vultures. Negative, nepotism. Back on the Everybody Jay Barker show. Jay and Lars take time off. Matt Coulter is in the palatial studios of ABX. Uh, Josh, Joe, y'all wave at the camera, whatever direction. Our producers of this fine show today. In the ABX studios is Alex Bauman along with Terry Henley. Alex, I probably should have told you. When um, I was making you aware of the fact that Terry Henley was going to be here, that uh, you you really got to step in. You know, you got to throw a pick on somebody. Um, got a block to get into this conversation. So now that we've come out of the break, what's on your mind right now? Uh, y'all are talking about the best rival rivalries uh, last segment, and I'm kind of mad y'all didn't include Duke in North Carolina basketball. Oh, I like that's, that's a good one. Uh, that's a good. That's, one. A good you, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of everything at this age. <laughs> think of enough. Uh, but all in all, in your limited you know, experience with the Alabama-Auburn game and what you've read and what you know, is there one better? There's not. You had a big time down at Auburn last, last year, didn't you? I did. That was a nice article and that that was very very cool. Uh, Chris, other than uh, the Alabama stuff, uh, anything that you've uh, read, picked up on? Uh, by the way, when I asked this question, I immediately you know what pops to my mind? Mike Leach. Mike Leach. He's hysterical, isn't he? 
Uh, he's entertaining, definitely. And I <laughs> I was kind of beginning to shake my head a little bit because it, it kept going back to what TV shows are you watching and so forth. And it was just, it, it, it's like, come on, guys, you, you can do a little better than this. <laughs> it's, um, be a little bit more creative with your questions. Um, but, yeah, it, it, I, I'll be honest, in, when Gus got hired, I really wanted Mike Leach to get the job at Auburn just because of the entertainment value would have been just off the charts. So I'm really glad he's in the SEC. Is he going to last? If he wants to, I think that's kind of the key. Um, You know, I'm going to circle back to our, my, my initial question. And I, for me, the biggest question in the SEC West this year is who's going to finish last because it's got to be somebody, you know, and, and, yeah. That is something that I kind of learned at, at SEC Media Days this week. LSU is showing a lot of confidence, and I, I thought that was really kind of interesting because of all the players that that they lost. And they, you know, granted, still have a lot of talent, still have a really good coach, and got a ton of transfers coming in. So it's going to be really interesting to see how the Tigers kind of all pull it together. But this year in the SEC is just going to be brutal. And I, I don't know who's going to finish last. I, it's just I, I keep circling back to like two or three teams, but um, someone at the end is going to falter. And unfortunately, it's probably going to end up costing a coach, you know, his job. But it shouldn't. It's, this, this is the toughest division in college football, and it's not even close. You know, you bring up a very fair question, who's going to finish last. But um, I'm going to do the roundtable table. Here and I'll start with Alex. Who's going to finish second? I, I said Ole Miss yesterday, and I'm saying on that Ole Miss. Here, I, I would a second. I would have to put Ole Miss. Really, mm-hmm. Chris? Who do you think? Um, I'm going to go A and M. I think they've got an, an, enough to uh, pull it off. Um, you're going to get a little whoop pick suey out of let, me. Let me let me ask you something, Chris. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, in, in today's football and the bright coaches that are out there, whether it be Lincoln Riley or or any, any you know, Kippen or whatever, these guys, their mind and the way it operates and the, the, the things they come up with, the position they put you in and to make you a weak person rather than a strong person, who, if you were hiring a coach today, if you were hiring a coach today, take Saban out of it now. I mean, you know, we're going to take him out of it completely. Who would you hire today with football evolving the way it is today? Who would you wow. go after if you were? <laughs> now, that is a heck of a question. Great question. And, yeah, it really is. Uh, would you go after Lane Kippen? No, and I mean, I respect the daylights out of Lane's football mind, and I actually covered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers years ago when his dad was a defensive coordinator, and Monty was, um, I, I love talking to him. Uh, it, it, it's just so, to see the difference between Lane and his dad, uh, personality just kind of blows my mind. Um, but I wouldn't hire Lane, um, just because of everything that, that goes with it. Uh, but I, I, I have a lot of respect for, for his play calling ability and his football mind. I'll tell you what, a guy who comes to mind, 
I don't know if he'd be my first choice. I'd really have to think about it, but he'd be he'd definitely be on the short list. Is the new coach of Florida, um, Napier? It, yeah, young guy coming up, very respectful. You know, was really tight with his dad. He gets the he gets the way the game is going, and you know, I'm very big on things that unfortunately now are considered old school. Things like loyalty. And there's a proper way to go about things, and he's one of those guys that gets it. He just he gets it all the way around. I think, I think he was a great hire by Florida. I just don't know how good the Gators are going to be this year. You know, uh, I had not heard him at length until this week. I'd heard interviews with him when he was at Tech and all that kind of stuff. But when I heard him, actually it was on Fine Bomb Show, I'll actually mention him and give him a plug here. He was so well-spoken. And, and you used the word a minute ago, Chris, loyalty. And I got a feeling he's going to win there. Well, look at all the coaches that have been in Florida. Look at them. There's really only been one, basically, win. a Spurrier, right? And, and it's not because of athletes. I mean, going back to my days, I mean, John Reeves, Carlos Alvarez, Jack Youngblood, you know, Rotella. I mean, it, you, you can just go on and on if all American you could ever think of. But but what I'm getting to now, you've got Central Florida, you've got Florida State cranking it up. You you got Miami now buying all the players. Uh, uh, you got South Florida. Uh, you know, these these schools are getting good players that Florida once got. Uh, uh, now I don't know. I understand Napier. Uh, you know, my from what I read, it did not fare very well in the recruiting process this time around. Now, why the why that is, I don't know. But you know, doggone, he's got to compete against a lot of good football teams down there and over players in Florida. Just in his state, not to mention yeah. that George is coming down there and Alabama is as well. So I, t- I, t- I tell you we'll what, see. though, you just mentioned. You just mentioned someone else who would be on my short list, Mario Cristobal. I, I think he's oh, going to yeah. do very, very well in Miami. I really thought that's who Auburn should have hired, and they found a way to get him. Terry, did they, uh, your knowledge, did Auburn court Mario? No. You know why? Don't have a clue. Oh. I don't hire him, and I don't fire him. You just pay him. But, yeah, I pay him. Okay. You, you're right there with Jimmy Rains and writing got, those checks, I, aren't well, you? Well, I got a book of green stamps. I did give huh. one of them. <laughs> you're a goofball. <laughs> um, all right, as we go to break, uh, let's see the car that Terry wants to go. The entire Route 66. Yeah. How long is it? I don't Mileage know. Mileage-wise, I don't know. Until it ends? As long, yeah. If, <laughs> hey, if we get tired of it, if we get tired of it, we'll pull over and just get reliable to come pick it up, and you and I get off the plane, come on. <laughs> I mean, uh, for those of you that follow us that's on. That's been on my bucket list for many years. I would. Uh, you really want a running mate, you got one. Man, I, if you're watching us on stream, you'll see it's a. Tell us what car it is. That's a 1953 Chevrolet. Bel Air Deluxe, and uh, I've, I'm building one identical to that car, and uh, you know, got an LS4 in it, and you know, it's air conditioning, everything. I mean, these things, and and that's what I want to take on that trip. What a great! What does that thing weigh? Literally two tons? 
Ah, uh, that fifty-three LA. Eh, yeah, probably twenty-five, twenty-eight hundred pounds, something like that. Yeah. What's the top end on it, Terry? Well, I don't know. It's got at at LS Motor it has uh, about four hundred thirty horses, so it can get up and go. So no, you told me during the break it's an old Corvette engine. It's a Corvette engine, yeah. Corvette engine and transmission and all that come out of a Corvette, and you just stick them in these cars. All anybody that builds hot rods, they everybody's looking for LS motors now to put them in because they're they're fuel injected. You just turn the switch, so you don't have a carburetor. Uh, they got an AM radio. Oh, what are you talking about? We're gonna have a serious radio. <laughs> We're going to set up cameras in the car and everything. Oh, uh, we're, we're going across the country. Yeah. Uh, we're going to even wear a tank top, probably. Are we? <laughs> According to what time of the year we go. You can, uh, you can get away with that. I don't think I could. <laughs> they want to shut the cameras off. <laughs> Look at that. Rearview mirrors on the dash. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. Hey, you're listening to the Jay Barker Show. Matt Coulter sitting in for the guys. Lars and Jay are off the remainder of this week. Alex is with us. Um, coming up. We're going to do a thing that we call Alex's Awesome Anecdotes. And he just pulls up stories off of the Internet, wherever he finds them. I don't know. Don't ask him. Uh, And we just react. That's coming up on the Jay Barker Show. There's your AM radio. That's what I want. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Back on the Jay Barker show. Terry's going cross country in a 53 Chevrolet Bel Air. And if you're watching us on our stream platform. <laughs> There's a video of it just kicking a, a Hellcat's butt. I'm telling you about it. And Hellcat's the one there that everybody steals from dealership lot. Anyway, Terry, it is always, you and I always have a good time. <laughs> We've been doing this since John Ed Willoughby. I'm telling brought you. Brought him up. You, you would come up with TC and John Ed yeah. uh, for the Alabama-Auburn week. Yeah. And it was, you'd stay the whole four hours, and it was just hysterical. So I appreciate your friendship very much. I appreciate you being here. Oh, thank you. And I know you've got to check out. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's all, listen, Matt, anytime we don't always get together, it's always fun and rehashing old things. And uh, I'm just very honored you call. Well, that's appreciated as well. But uh, tell everybody where you're going because I just want everybody to know what a good guy you are, what a good son you well, are. What are you, where are you going? I'm fixing to take my mother to the hairdresser. Chris, did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have an 80 i have an 88 year old mother is about to she's gonna throw me under the bus and out the door and everything if i don't take her to the hairdresser today so you know oh, wow so, uh, all right get out of here yeah no it's, thank it's, y'all thank you hey I, I, ahead, real Chris. quick it was it was a pleasure i just i gotta say it was a pleasure i'm really looking forward to meeting someday 
Yeah, well, you come on down to Lake Martin. Yeah, I think yeah. you and I are both going to go, Chris. Come on down. Yeah, bring Matt with you. We, we need another one to make fun of. And you're okay. right. I'd do the same thing, Chris. <laughs> I would just sit over in the corner with my cold beer and mug and just uh, be immersed in the wealth of knowledge. All right, Terry Henley has left the building. Uh, Chris, I don't know if you've been on uh, when we've done this with Alex Bauman, but he finds a few stories that we usually don't touch on, and uh, he brings it up, and then uh, we laugh, cut up, give our commentary. So with that, here is Alex's awesome anecdotes. I have a follow-up one from yesterday. Uh, Leah Boston, how she wasn't invited to the ESPYs by ESPN. Well, after social media got, you know, all went all over social media, ESPN eventually invited her to the ESPYs, and she turned it down. Her, she posted on Twitter, it hurt more to see ESPN change course and invite me only after social media got wind of it. You know, uh, I was flipping through channels last night because I, I'm pretty sure it's the one day of the entire year there's not a pro sport taking place. And I saw the ESPYs on and I flashed right by it. Chris, are you familiar what the ESPYs did to uh, – the South Carolina basketball player, help me, help me again here. Aaliyah Boston. You familiar? They didn't ask her yeah. to attend as a nominee. You know, I got to be honest. It's I kind of SBs are not my favorite thing. Um, it's just because I, 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 you know, I remember when they when they brought him out, and it was just such a made up, you know, piece of fluff, uh, and it's just, hey, we're going to sit there and tell you how great we are, kind of thing, and it was just. Eh. So I've never been a big fan. So uh, having said that, um, I I was not really aware of the, what do you call it, spat, snub, whatever. Um, and that's a shame. No, that's a good one. Yeah, you know, um, that, that's a shame. It, it, it really is. Because the thing has grown and it has become popular. And, um, it, it, you know, women's sports in particular, it's it's one of the few times that they can really take center stage alongside their, their male colleagues. So, um, yeah, I think ESPN goofed a little bit on that one. Yeah, I, especially when they invited – Alex, they invited the men, right? I mean, they invited Odell Beckham Jr., who I don't think he was nominated for an award. So, Why did they invite him? I have no idea. Oh, uh, that's – you know, uh, over the last few years, remember y'all remember when Tommy Tuberville took a shot at ESPN? I mean, that's probably been, golly, 15 years ago. Talking about how much control they had. You know, I, I watch their live events, but that's about it. Um, they have started to uh, uh, they started to get too political for me. So, anyway, we're not going down that road. Alex, next up. Uh, James Harden and the Philadelphia 76ers agreed to a two-year, $68.6 million contract. Uh, he took a $13 million pay cut to stay with the team. Uh, I'm a Sixers fan. Anything can help us win. Uh, him and uh, Joel Embiid. Wait, are you an NBA guy at all, Chris? Uh, I've covered some NBA. I, I used to do the Phoenix Suns when I was living out there. And Danny Ainge was the coach. And my seat was right in front of where he would walk back and forth on on, uh, on the you know courtside, which... Uh, it, those used to be the best seats in all of sports. I, and so, um, 
my my question with Harden though is real simple. What's it going to take to make him happy at this point? Well, sixty eight million would certainly help, but as Alex just told us, that's thirteen less than he he's taking that pay cut. So um, I don't know. I think he's past. I think he's well past his prime personally. I hope he's what it takes for the 76ers to get to the finals because we're, we're darn close as it is right now, but uh, we, we will soon see. What do you think, Alex? You're, you're the NBA guy. Is that going to put my 76ers back on the track to a championship? It depends on how James Harden plays. If he plays like he did at the end of last season, definitely not. But if he can find something like he was in Houston, you know, I think the Sixers have a chance. All right. Uh, we need to take a break when we come back. Have you got a couple more? I do. Also, uh, I'm going to clean house here for a little bit uh, with a couple of stories we hadn't uh, talked about. More than Will Levis putting mayonnaise in his coffee. I just looked at my notes, and I saw that, and I wanted to go throw up. Uh, golly, Chris, do, do, do you put anything in your coffee other than sugar or cream? I just like a, just a little bit of cream and not much. So, um, Alex, you don't drink coffee, do you? I do not. Do you get up in the morning and have a monster, or you just get up with energy, period? I just get up with energy. Yep. yep. <laughs> I remember those days. I, I'll tell you what, though. It's, it's uh, something I do like that's a little different with my coffee. I like Hawaiian coffee. Oh, I do, too. Kona? Is that the name of it? Yeah, I brought Definitely. some back last time I was there, and I gave uh, – it was one of the best Christmas presents I could have ever gotten. I brought brought back like 10 bags of it. And uh, everybody that opened it up for Christmas went, oh, wow. And you're right. That is some really, really good coffee. Okay. As we get to go to break here, uh, do you, if you have a donut with your coffee, do you dunk? <laughs> I probably had a, one donut in the last year. <laughs> I just had one a little while ago, and I, I thought about people that dunk donuts and coffees. In coffee, I, I don't get it. I don't do it. Uh-uh. I, I would ask Alex. But, uh, <laughs> do you dunk it in your uh, monster? That's right. You don't need the monster. <laughs> oh. Hey, did y'all see where A.J. McCarron worked out for the Browns? You see that, Chris? Yeah, we got a story up on Bama Central about that, and um... – you know, I wish them luck. It's it's they obviously have an opening. They need a quarterback, and uh, it's he's he's had some bad luck lately. You know, with with injuries and so forth, and been bounced around a little bit. So, yeah, I, I hope that he can. Uh, I hope he can hook on with them and stick with them. Uh, has he done at the NFL level about what you expected him to do? I thought he'd get a little bit more of a chance. You know. Somewhere along the way, something would happen that he he would get, you know, a half season or a full season to really show what he can do. Um, and that's something I think that's just disappointing for a lot of quarterbacks. I know with Greg McElroy, it was, you know, he was he he kind of feels like he didn't quite get the shot that he deserved. Um, but you know, it's to be considered to. I mean, you got to be one of the best, you know, top thirty players just to be a starter. So. To be above average, you got to be one of the best, you know, twelve to fifteen quarterbacks in the world. Uh, the opportunities are, are slim. 
If you were uh, making the decision, Alex, A.J. McCarron, or Josh Rosen? A.J. McCarron. Josh Rosen's terrible. He is very <laughs> uh, He's been very disappointing. I still think there's an upside to Rosen. I'm not sure, sure I would pick it. I wouldn't pick Rosen. How about you, Chris? You know, with with all the turmoil that's going on with the Browns, I'm going for the most stable guy. Period. So, to me, it doesn't. To me, I would. It, it's the what's going on. I, I just want to see if AJ can throw and he's he's healthy again. If so, I'm probably signing him. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show with Matt, Chris, and Alex. Back in a minute. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A good chance of developing showers and strong thunderstorms across West Alabama through the evening hours. The high today, 94. Tonight's low, 72. Hot again tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny with only isolated storms around. The high also, 94. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 94 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Parker Show. Jay is enjoying his birthday week. Good for him. And Lars uh, is off today and tomorrow. Programming note. Uh, tomorrow, as much as today was Must Listen Radio with uh, Terry Henley, uh, tomorrow may be one. And, uh, we'll have to check and see if we actually still have a show on Monday. Uh, Tony Curry and I are going to tee it up in this studio. And... Um, we have been radio, TV, streaming, sports buddies for uh, 32 years. So that ought to be a lot of fun. All right. Continuing with our final topic on Alex's awesome anecdotes. What do you have? Uh, the Mega Millions jackpot has gone up to $630 million after nobody won the $555 million prize on Tuesday. The next drawing is on Friday where the winner could take home Three hundred fifty-nine point seven million in cash, and it's the fifth large, the fifth highest in Mega Millions history. What was the highest? Does it say so in that story? It doesn't. Hey, you know, here here's the routine question: What would you do if you won all that money, uh, Chris? I, I know the type of person you are. What would be your first philanthropic effort? Philanthropic effort. Oh, geez. Yeah. Well, um, well, if you donated, yeah, you, you know, you're trying to tell you what the word means. Good question. Um, and and offhand, I don't know, but I mean, probably something cancer related. Just off the top of my head, you know what? Uh, yeah, mine would probably be in that arena too. And based on my grandson, it would probably be to a children's leukemia-type foundation. But actually, Chris, I'm guilty. I asked you a question I couldn't answer myself. Hey, you seem like a very charitable guy, Alex. What would you give to? I mean, definitely to like something like cancer. But something I would consider is uh, donating to the city of Chelsea, where I live, just to help build up like the schools there and 
better facilities and stuff like that. Um, you're probably have you been out in Chelsea your your entire life? I have. Um, there used to be a McDonald's, a Taco Bell, and a Shell station. Just amazing how many businesses there are out there now. Um, anything as you reflect back on the week that I haven't asked you or you want to talk about, Chris? concerning uh, this week, uh, the four days of media craziness in Atlanta. Yeah, I, well, from today, um, Jimbo Fisher is getting absolutely ripped on social media for saying, unfortunately, you know, his feud with Saban went public, and everyone's pointing out, uh, dude, you're the one who called the press conference when you ripped him, you know? Um, so that, that to me is kind of, uh, I, you know, kind of sitting back and kind of laughing at. But he, he, he let something slip today. On when he said that if if the SEC decides to go with three permanent opponents in conference play, he said that the three schools that A and M would have would be Texas, LSU, and Mississippi State. Um, and that brings up, you know, obviously, okay, who would Alabama have? You know, kind of discussion, which I'm sure Auburn would be one. But if Mississippi State's can be playing Texas A and M. I don't know if, if Mississippi State would be playing Alabama, even though they're the two closest, you know, teams uh, geographically. So, kind of interesting to, to kind of start mulling that over a little bit. Hey guys, is it just me, or is uh, is Jimbo Fisher getting more and more difficult to kind of embrace? He seems to be a seems to be a pushback there. In a, and today I was listening to him, just the method and the speed in which he talks, which he was asked about, by the way. Um, just my, this is Matt talking. He's become very irritating to me. <laughs> Anybody want to follow that? <laughs> I tell you what, from a, from a sports writing standpoint, transcribing him, not fun. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, the guy from AL.com asked him that question. He seriously, during his um, address to the SEC media a couple hours ago, asked him how he can talk, how he talks that fast. Because it must be very, very difficult to transcribe. Uh, hey, Chris, uh, knowing the situation and uh, how busy you are this week, I really, really appreciate you dialing us up. Thanks. We'll do, we'll do this next week. And we're making plans to go to Steve Sprayberry's late party, okay? Absolutely. Thank you. Alex, wonderful job as well. Have a great afternoon. Talk tomorrow with Tony. Hi, this is Wes McClellan.